You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Everyone and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Monday. How are you? I'm all right. It's cold again. You remember, remember what, two weeks ago? Yeah, you maybe were even in the last 70s. Week? It was all gorgeous. Yeah, had a tank top on and everything. Yeah. Now I'm sitting in here in a, in a coat. Or, well, not a coat, but you know what I mean. Well, a hoodie. Like a, a hoodie, a jacket, or whatever you call it. Yeah. It was very cold. I forgot to turn the heat on last night because, you know, it was warm when I went to bed. <laughs> right. Or at least it felt warm. Yeah. I hate this yeah. weather. We and were in the me- 40s, so it felt like downright balmy. Oh. Yeah. I went out and took a little walk yesterday. Just sweatshirt. I was like, it's getting a little warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing what you can acclimate to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what about that division thing, huh? Mm-hmm. So good. So good. I'm very happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad you are. I am too. I know that some people are not. Whatever. Like, it was meant to be a one and done thing, from what I understand. Spoilers, mm. I guess. Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I thought, like, there was no, like, it, it wrapped everything up for me. It was a nice, neat little bow. They finished their story. Like, mm-hmm. come on. I, I think it was very well done. I think the problem is, is that you had all these fans of the MCU who were expecting for all these little uh, branches and Easter eggs and plot threads to, to carry on to, to other movies and other projects. They and might. They might. I think, I think that's the one thing they're forgetting. Yeah. They might. Like but I think they were, looking, they were looking for something larger like somebody expected dr strange to show up because they dropped they said sorcerer supreme (gasps) Doctor Strange at the end and everything but like then take it why why can't people be happy why are you poo-pooing on your own thing you like people because for eight weeks prior they had had this idea a vision if you will (laughs) (laughs) about what they wanted to happen and it didn't go the way they wanted it to therefore they have to be disappointed i think i'm in the best position possible because i set myself up for no expectations for this and so it was completely wonderfully complete in my eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> well what i what i prefer uh or what i like to do or at least i, I like the way that my brain is operating on this mm-hmm. is that each week my expects my expect i don't know why i couldn't even say that expectations words are hard in the morning that's a hard word to say expectation uh (laughs) expectations changed based on the information i was given sure so 
I, I assumed I kind of figured out what, like cause you, we all thought that someone was pulling the strings. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it, the farther and farther it got in, it's like, no, wait a second. Right. Maybe not. Maybe not. And clearly no right. one was. No one was. Yeah. So it was just always shifting what I my expectations were based on the information I was given. So I was like, well, I guess this is it. But I wasn't disappointed. Like you said, they wrapped everything up nice and neat. And I think keeping you guessing is good writing, right? Sure. Like, the one big uh, thing that I I know I heard people were mad about was the whole fake Pietro thing. And it's not what they... It's it's not what they wanted. Because that meant that he was from the other thing, and he's supposed to be in this... And it's all supposed to come together now, and now that can't happen. That lent itself to the mirage. Right. It's a misdirect, a red herring, if you will. Yeah. I, okay, whatever. Are you guys just mad you you were duped? Or, but that's not what they were doing. They were just trying to keep you guessing and enjoying a show so you didn't know what was coming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, people, I swear. Well, one thing that I, I did kind of think about is there were questions abound through a video that I watched from guys who actually did not hate it, but they were just kind of suggesting certain things and they were talking about certain plot threads Mm -hmm. and one plot thread in particular that they brought up that completely went like I'd forgotten about it. And I'm sure a lot of other people did is if you remember, I think in episode four, when they actually went on the outside Mm -hmm. and we were starting to understand what was going on, you remember that Jimmy Woo was in the area of Westview looking for a missing person, mm-hmm. but they never did specify who that was. Now, it could be something, you know, just like a plot device to, to explain why he's there. Right. But this being Marvel, something tells me that is a plot thread they will come back around to at some point. Doesn't mean it will be soon. Right. But it, but it'll just be something uh, a little seed planted. It's like, hey, we're going to come back to that at some point, but not right now, ah, and we're not going to yeah, explain yeah. it. So I don't know what that means or or who it would be. I have no theories, but it was just okay. I didn't think about that, but you're right. He was yeah. there for a reason. Right. Who was he looking for? Yeah, because it wasn't Wanda. It clearly wasn't Wanda. No. Yeah, and he wouldn't have been looking for Vision because that wasn't. Yeah, that's not <laughs> at his that department. point, they were thinking, you know. Yeah. Hmm. So. Interesting. I say trust the system, man. Like, yeah. they've done really well with the MCU, so I don't think anything's by accident. No, no. Everything that they have done, there's there's a through line. Mm-hmm. There's so, going to be more, I think. It'll probably like, be another movie. Like, they're blending TV, movies, all this stuff. Like, it's kind of fantastic. I mm-hmm. mean, Yeah. It was a great way to tell that story because I don't think you could have done that story in two hours. No. Now, I know that you embellish it with the TV tropes and everything, but we got to experience those for longer periods versus uh, she's going to be in the 50s for 20 minutes, and then we're going to shift to the 70s for like 15, and then bounce around. No, we got to really embellish it for... flesh out that idea, and it was great. Loved it. I don't know, people. Don't poo-poo on a thing you love. Find the good stuff. Find the good stuff. But they just they want everything to connect. 
Why are you getting yourself all mad? Why are you forcing yourself to hate a thing you like? I don't know. Because it's not what they wanted. I'm personally, I I was was perfectly satisfied with where they left it. Even the plot threads that they gave us for future Mm -hmm. projects, like Mm -hmm. the two end credit scenes. I'm like, okay. I almost missed one because after one end credit scene, I just turned it off. And then I was reading something on Twitter and I was like, wait, what scene are they talking about? And then I went back and sure enough, I, I'm sorry. That is what, that'll be my beef. Stop with the end credit scenes. Just put it in the freaking show. But then, especially no, when you have a 12 work. minute freaking credits, like, come on. And, and Disney Plus, their frame by frame is always like 30 seconds behind. So come mm. on, help us out. It's that, 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 that's my complaint. I hate I'll end tell you credit what. scenes. I just want to know, just put it on at the end to be done with it so people aren't missing stuff. Like, I don't nah. want to sit through six minutes and eights. They all deserve love and praise, but I don't know any of them. Okay. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you this. I'll tell you this. Here's a great way to know if you're going to get an end credit scene. Oh, okay. Or at least this was something that I noticed with um, this last episode at least. Okay. Because I had stuck around. I assumed there would be a mid-credits, but I wasn't sure about the end credit. Right. So they got through the main focal credit scene with all the graphics and everything like that and then they kicked in the after or the mid credit scene rolled mm-hmm. and then they went to the other credits. And then I was watching it and there's a certain point in which the screen will start suggesting, "Hey, why why don't you watch this thing? Since you watched this, why don't you watch this thing?" But it wasn't happening. And I was like, "Wait a second. They're not. They're not suggesting anything for me to watch. Right. So, they oh. want me to stick around. Like there was no cliffhanger. Right. So, they're, they're, oh, and I guess if you think with the MCU, there probably will always be some sort of hook, eh? Especially the last thing, like yeah. with Cap. Uh, what was it? Falcon and the Winter Soldier that starts in two weeks. That I don't know. At what point? Like if there will be. In, I doubt there's going to be mid credit scenes. For the initial four or five, I think it's a six episode run, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And these are going to be like hour long isk episodes. But that last one, that's where we'll get our, you know, big plot thread and mid credit scenes and all that stuff. And okay. I'm not even sure what people are expecting with that. Like me personally, I'm just looking for like a espionage action. Yeah. Thriller type. Because I'm not expecting like big superhero action or magic or whatever. Like completely opposite spectrum of WandaVision. Sure. You know. That's fine. I'm for it. Oh, yeah. For sure. I'm here for them. Like 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 I've been saying, I never really read the comics or anything, but the MCU is fun. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm here for them and I'm enjoying them. And apparently a lot more than those who are fans of them. Apparently I'm enjoying it more. I've actually heard that there are instances, now I don't know if this is, I mean, you've watched all of the movies, maybe? I wouldn't say I've watched all of them, but okay. the, the ones I've wanted to, for sure, there's some all right. heroes in me, but Well, from what I'm hearing, and this is not just from one source, but several, mm-hmm. is that WandaVision opened the door for people who've never really watched those movies. So, you may be watching with a partner that, you know, has never really been into it, but you have, Mm -hmm. and then they watch WandaVision and are like, well, what's this? Or what's that? And you'd be like, well, 
let me introduce you to this. Right. And now they are going back and watching these movies and getting the other plot threads Mm -hmm. and just creating new fans. All because this is a unique situation to kind of introduce them to it. And it's like, okay, well, this this has got my attention. Right. No, I think that's a great idea. No, the movies are fun. The movies are fun. I want to say I've seen most of all of them. There's probably like a random few here or there that I just had in. And uh, mm. people hate me talking about it because then I'll I'll accidentally like mix in a DC one or something, and then it, oh my god, the how I rate people get when you mix up DC and Marvel. So I just go shh. Just remember, <laughs> just remember, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, big three DC. Ooh, that's better. Big three DC: Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Big three DC. I know Batman is just because the Hobbs yeah. is a big fan of Batman. So I will never forget where Batman goes. But the rest of them are very interchangeable in my head. <laughs> and one, one, another way to really kind of look at it from what kind of hero it is. Uh-huh. If it almost has like a godlike status, 10 bucks is DC. If it's Ooh, okay. a very human character, most definitely Marvel. Outside yeah. of... Now I'll say Batman. I know he's human. Right. But... Think of him like, the I don't know, Iron. he's the anti, you're you're going to, if you remember Superman, you remember Batman and vice versa. Sure. And Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. I mean, it's big three DC. Big three DC. That's actually more helpful instead yeah. of me going, hold on, let me look at it real quick while we're in the middle of a conversation. Hmm. <laughs> Marvel, I guess, is easier because they've had the more movies. And so it's oh, yeah. just like, oh yeah, Ant-Man. Oh yeah, uh, it's Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, you know, so like... <laughs> You know what's real fascinating about that, and and I, I I don't I guess maybe you have to have failures to have success, and maybe that's what did it. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at the long history of Marvel movies and DC, they they both had you know those World War II serials, Superman, Captain America, and you know they are what they are. And then at some point we hit like I guess Superman the movie. Christopher Reeve, and if, I mean, I know we had Superman the TV show at We've one point, but I'm going to use the Superman. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to use I'm going to use that movie as a as a basis. So that comes out and it's a huge hit. Okay, mm-hmm. and at this point in time, there was no Marvel movie made of any of their characters. We had TV shows like they were dabbling. Okay, of course they were all terrible, with the exception of the Incredible Hulk. Which, for whatever reason, that, worked. That was a hit, yeah, for a while. Yeah. I and I remember watching that too as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was fascinating <laughs> yeah, for yeah. whatever reason. You just wanted to see, right? Yeah, and just the it, for, it, the special effects for that day. You were like, what? Yeah, whoa, they do that. Dude. They just found a really buff dude. You know, mm-hmm. break now. We love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they had that, and then a few hit movies after that, and then Batman came along and. What about a decade later with ba- uh, Tim Burton's Batman? Mm-hmm. So, oh, wow, I mean, yeah, that became kind of a hit. Marvel still wasn't get uh, like the movies that, that they were doing or the movies that were being made were just they were terrible. Like in 1990, if I'm not mistaken, I'm almost positive I'm right about this. So, let's just say around the time Batman <laughs> hit the mm-hmm. scene, they made a Captain America movie in the 90s and it was horrid okay okay the captain america suit looked like it should but it was plastic 
It had plastic ears. Plastic Aww. ears. Was it for 90s TV, though? Because I feel like they all no. kind of... No, this oh. was meant to be theatrical, which... Oh. Or maybe it was made for video. I don't know. It wasn't made for TV. Because I just know that they used to not do as many effects and stuff because they just understood the limitations of, like, standard definition. So mm-hmm. they just didn't do as much sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've tried I've tried to defend this movie and the long, farther down the road it goes and I watch it, I'm just like, no, no. I just, I just didn't get it, uh, clearly. Mm-hmm. So... But at some point, at some point, there was this shift of tides, you know, because Marvel movies started to be started coming out. And I'm not saying that all the X-Men stuff were good, but uh-huh. it's like they started coming out. There were hits and misses, like they were trying to find their footing, trying to find everything. And then the MCU started and then it started to go on the, you know, up, up in yeah. quality and greatness. And then DC movies, they just. And I know there are fans. My God, I know there are fans. Well, Don't I at me. Well, I liked some of those, too. Or maybe for me, maybe I need to look around more. I feel like they just hit that same people. And maybe Marvel's just done better at branching out and exploring all the other characters and putting them in movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where and, 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 and I could be wrong, like I said, since I'm not a huge fan, but I feel like it's always Batman. It's always Superman. It's always, yeah. like, those same characters. And then we have to retell their story every, like, four or five years with a new cast. And it's... I, there's got to be more characters interesting to dive into, I would assume. So let's try exploring something new, maybe. That's why I actually love their animated stuff. Because mm. for whatever reason, if if I was to compare Marvel's animated stuff to DC's animated stuff, DC's killing it. Yeah. Like, the stuff that they've put out and the movies that they've produced, I mean, it, it's just solid, solid stuff. Even series they did back in the 2000s, like... Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, and that led into Justice League. They did that Harley Quinn one, too. That was yes, kind of dark, yes. right? That was mm-hmm. good. That was that really was good. solid. Yeah. So for whatever reason, the animated stuff, they can just, like, they nail it. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's just like, eh, I don't know. Because like you said, they hinge on these characters, and they don't give anybody else a, a chance to shine. Like, I'm yeah. so glad that we finally got a Shazam movie, an Aquaman. Mm-hmm. But where's... Where's the other one? Hell, right. we're supposed we sh- should have had a Flash movie before now, True. and that just seems to be somewhere, but we don't know. Speaking yeah. of which, yeah, I know we're talking. I know, I know video guys, games. Damn it, you know. and we'll it's get there. fine actually because there's only like three real big pieces of news, yeah. and huge, and then a bunch of quickets. So. <laughs> you I like wa- it? We, you do. I, I do want to talk about this one thing, then I'm going to mention one other thing, and then we'll we'll get to the to the other stuff. stuff. But while we're on the DC stuff, I, I started watching um, Superman and Lois, which is a new show they have on the CW. Oh, yeah? They're and reviving that? I'm really digging it because they're exploring an element of Superman we've not really seen. Okay. Superman as a father. Oh, okay. See, I okay. think that's why I liked Ben Affleck's Batman. People, I don't like. It was a different yeah. phase of the life that we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, interesting. This is already on CW. Yeah. So now this, I guess you could say this kind of branches from um, the Supergirl series that was on the the uh, network because the guy playing Superman and the woman playing Lois, it's the two actors that were on there. Now, are they still connected? I don't know. I would assume they've just, they've kind of far removed themselves to to be like, 
we were there, yes, but we're gonna we're gonna move over here for for right now. Mm-hmm. Plus, the timeline would make more sense that it's kind of a little bit farther in the future from last we saw them on Supergirl because they have grown ass sons or at least teenage <laughs> sons. So, understandably, yeah, we get. Yeah. But the idea is, you know, Superman and Lois, they've been living a life. They're now parents. They've got two twin sons, Jonathan and Jordan, and they're just trying to live life in Metropolis. But his sons don't know he's Superman. Ooh, interesting. And and they're grown. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. And there is always that fear they've had in the back of their heads. What if they develop powers sure. because we don't know how the the you know physiology works, works. Yeah, the genetics. so they they situate it like that so superman's still doing superman stuff lois is trying to to get her uh well i guess trying to to do lois stuff at the the planet <laughs> she's doing her doing all her stuff world. but then a new threat comes into the world and then uh this is not a spoiler. This is pretty much what kind of kicks off how the series is going to progress. His mother dies. Clark's mother dies. Okay. Like Martha Kent. Martha! Yeah. So Martha dies, and then that was kind of like his last remnant on Earth. You know, like if he couldn't figure stuff out, like as a parent, he's like, Mom, what do I do? What do I do? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that anymore. So now he's going to have to figure this out on his own. And it's, I don't want to say anything if anyone wants to go check it out, but it's just, um, it's very fascinating because this is not something we've actually seen. Right. You know, and I like that. This is an element of his life that they have introduced in the in the comics, which mm-hmm. I haven't really read, but it's a fascinating aspect of his life and they're doing it so well. Like, what do you do? Especially in this day and age, what do you do with boys who, I mean, are they just going to be like, whoa, my dad's Superman, yay. No, these are teenage <laughs> just boys. just off and fly, and you never know where your yeah. kids are again. Yeah. And and will they have powers? Won't they have powers? Uh-huh. I assume both of them will have powers. I feel like that's the only way it would stay interesting. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but to what degree? Because then we're just like watching a regular TV sitcom then with, oh, with the kids, yeah. you know, if nothing super is happening (laughs) right right i feel like both of them will have powers but i don't think they will be i think it would be fascinating if they they gave them split powers like maybe this one over here is strong and maybe has heat vision and this one over here can fly but he's uh, maybe indestructible i don't know i think it would be kind of cool something else yeah 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 you know mixing with the human gene Mm mm-hmm We'll see. Which I would uh, instantly say makes it worse, but you know. Sure, sure, sure. But if you don't have the CW, you can watch it on the CW app for free. So oh, I was just going to say, I forgot that, you know, they, they yeah. don't charge for theirs, do they? Or are they trying no. to yet? You do, okay. you do the ads and stuff like that. So if you don't mind watching ads, I actually, you know what? I, I don't want to get off on a tangent on this because clearly we've been on one for 30 minutes. <laughs> uh, uh I actually realized the other day that I kind of, I kind of, sort of miss commercials, mainly yeah. because um, it gives me like if I want to take a break, you know, need to run to the restroom or something like that, I don't have to just pause. I can just wait until commercial and then run to the bathroom and come back. And I was like, you know what? 
I, I don't mind a commercial every now and again now, I guess. CW app, though, the one thing I have to say is their commercials will break quite often and you have to restart it and then they don't remember that you just watched it and you ha- you get stuck in that trap. Yeah. So that's, that's my beef with their commercials. Like sometimes I find I'm watching more commercials than show because I'll get stuck in that loop where it, their commercial breaks. I'm like, you want your own streaming service. You need yeah. to figure this out. <laughs> I'm really surprised <laughs> they haven't. free and I'm not wanting to use it. <laughs> yeah, no, I... I... I've seen, I noticed that the other day too, watching Superman and Lois. It just seemed like frequent commercial breaks. And I was like, didn't we just do this? Mm-hmm. Like they five, do it a lot. Ago? And mm. it doesn't, it's not stable. <laughs> so if you have to refresh, it won't remember it started. And you'll be starting that commercial all over again. And then mm. you got to jump to where you were. And they're going to kick that commercial all over again. You're like, son of a goat for the furniture. Just want to watch the show. Uh, one other thing. Yeah. Coming to America too. Yes. Or coming to America. Did you yeah. did you watch that? I have not. I have not. Are, I wasn't are you a super fan? excited for it. Right. Yeah. I'm happy Were for you... other people, but yeah, it wasn't anything that was even on my radar. So did you did you not watch do you not remember the original? Very little. Really? Like I kind of remember the premise, but yeah, very little. Wow. I'm okay, sorry. so you so now that that idea of it being a cult movie is starting to make sense because for me it's always been there. Yeah, like that I was a movie. It. I just it was fine. <laughs> but 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 see, I always kind of thought it was a popular movie. But if yeah. you're telling me that it was just like something you kind of remember, maybe saw yeah. once, because I'd heard someone mention it as a cult classic, and I'm like, cult classic? I said, what are you talking about? This is a. I, I thought everybody that. loved this movie. I thought everybody had seen this movie. And it just kind of took me aback. And and now that this came out and I guess people are starting to discover it, I was like, Where, have I just been well, living I, in this cult fair, status world? I was totally aware of the original movie and knew it had happened and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, when I saw that they were making another one, I was just like, oh, okay. And that was the extent of my excitement. <laughs> Yeah. It's fascinating. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not, not, I'm not knock knocking. against it. No, no, and I'm not knocking you for not knowing it. It's just in my head, like in my head, I thought everybody knew this movie like that. I thought it was that popular. It is how I feel sometimes when I mention Bruce Campbell to a stranger and they're like, who? And I'm like, really? Yeah. (laughs) How do you not? But But I grew up on this movie and I know I probably because the original was R. And this one's not, yeah. by the way, which I thought was kind of an interesting well, choice. Have changed, maybe. <laughs> we don't yeah. care as much. <laughs> well, I mean, I think they don't have so- to throw a white person in this one. We're allowed in 2021. But there was a white person. <laughs> was it? Was it still Louis? Yeah, okay. he was back. Well, I mean, that's fair, though. He was in the original. Yeah, it was fine. But where was I going with this? Uh, sorry, I don't know. I derailed no. you. It was you a did. cult classic. You were surprised when you found out people didn't really know about it. It came out. I'm gone. I'm lost. I'm sorry. Yeah, my fault. You, hit, you you knocked me off the track, and now it. I'm I'm falling. <laughs> well, oh yeah, R-rated, PG-13. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> um, I mean, there really wasn't a need for it. Like in in the first one, I kind of understood because you're supposed to kind of be pushing that concept of you know New York and everybody's got an attitude and all that stuff like that, and then of course. We don't spend as much time in New York in this one because it's more about 
his home, not mm-hmm. New York. So it, it makes a little bit more sense to kind of tone it down. And I, it didn't make the movie any less funny for me. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to watch this movie, I recommend watching the first one first because I won't say that there are a lot of things that they put in there as like, you have to know this to understand this joke, but it there are little hints of things that if you know the first movie, you see it and it just makes it that much better. You're just like, ah, that's yeah. awesome. Ah, nice. that's awesome. Ah. The throwback fun. Yeah. But. Leslie Jones was by far the best part of that movie. She was ah, freaking nice. hilarious. Like that is that was my takeaway from that movie. The movie is great, mm-hmm. but she was like the person who had me cracking up the most. Was she in it a lot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, she was in it a good amount. It wasn't okay. just like a cameo. Like, oh, I'm here. I love and then her, I'm but she's small doses for me. Mm-hmm. No, she was yelling she, a lot, and I did okay. So. She wasn't. She wasn't the the yelling type in this. Okay. She was. She was just energetic. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I know, do that, like her, but like an hour long special, mm. you got to prepare. All right, I'm gonna. We're I'm gonna derailing spoil again. We're derailing. I know. All right, I'm gonna say one joke out of the movie that she cracked me up with, and then we'll move on. Okay. So they're sitting around at the dinner table. This is like after they got to Zamunda, and and they're trying to acclimate. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, Akeem has a son, and that's the whole kind of purpose here, is he's bringing his son back home to become prince of the kingdom or whatever. And they're trying to acclimate everybody, the family, and get to know each other. And they're sitting around, <clears throat> and they were talking about something, and Leslie Jones is just like, yo, uh, we're going to talk about these black mashed potatoes? And then her son says, whoa, whoa, whoa mom, that's caviar. And she's like, oh, man, I got a cousin named Caviar. <laughs> just had to see it. Cracked me up. I loved it. I'm sure it's just very well timed because she's great. Yeah. Timing's not good because I'm just repeating it. Sometimes I can do it. it I've only seen it. it once. What have you been playing? What have I been playing? So I did more Do Not Feed the Monkeys this week because I realized it was randomly generated and I wanted to see more of the stories. Um, and... I, I still, I, I just, I recommend it. It's a fun little game. I found a few more stories. Unfortunately, though, when it randomly generates, I start getting a lot of the same ones, which means I can close the case out pretty fast and discover different ways that I could end it. But there's only one thing I'm going to try, if I have the patience for it, mind you, okay. is actually not feeding the monkeys on a playthrough, which I would imagine would just be me taking care of, you know, my rent situation, my food and my health and stuff but never interacting with the screens and i'm just wondering if that does its own achievement or gets like a different ending if you like actually play by quote unquote the the one rule that you're given when you uh, are watching these surveillance cameras so because it's hard to not interact is kind of the whole point but i'm wondering i already know how some of them's fate would end up but um because some of them you do kind of have to get done rather quickly (laughs) But the rest of them, it just kind of hangs out. So if I have the patience to do it, I'm going to do that. I might just let my character sleep the whole time so I could fast track time and see if that does anything. But uh, and then I started one called Paradise Killer, which was uh, 
I did want to ask you about that because that's in my, my wish list and there was a reason I added it there. So please, no. Yeah, continue. no. I'm sorry. So I've only played it for a couple of hours because I started it later one night. So I still have to go back to it. But yeah, it's like, and I actually think you might dig it. It's not that I would give it Ace Attorney vibes, but the fact that you are on it like an investigative mystery, it is more of a, um, an interactive, I, I don't know how you would really call it where it's, it's mostly dialogue. You know, and then you will mm. get, you know, um, how you want to interview people as you meet the different characters along the way. The art style is pretty cool where it almost looks like a very colorful, uh, you know, futuristic vibe. But like the characters almost look like little paper dolls until mm-hmm. you talk to them. And then it turns into like the novel scene where, you know, their characters HD it up front and then you've got the dialogue to read and the choices to make. Um, so as far as I have, I've just kind of started getting into the meat of what I'm about to do. Cause the, the first beginning setting up the story, you're like this God and you were banished and you know, uh, the big murder happens and you were the only one that could help solve this. Cause that was your job as the God on this Island on paradise Island. Cause these gods create these islands. And then when they're done with it, they're, you know, and then they move on to make a better Island, you know? Hmm. And so I've just now gotten to the point where I've started interrogating some people, like actually going around the Island and trying to find evidence of, of, of what happened. So if you like those kinds, it is, some people are weird about having to read their video games. That's the only reason yeah. why I like to put that out. Cause it, it, you're reading your video game. There is voice acting. There is other things to do, but um, the bulk of it is reading it, but I like it. So far, right. I just have to get into it a little bit more to um, two hours. Mm-hmm. That might be about about how much I've put into it. But yeah, if you're into those kind of investigator crime thriller, um, read your read your video game kind of thing. I think you'd dig it. But I haven't gotten into the meat of it enough yet to really, really know what's uh, what's all going to happen or the different kind of mechanics. Uh, they do have some puzzles, which was weird. I did have to de what do you call it decode I guess a message but it was all symbols and so you had to like match the picture to decode the words or whatever so that was weird Hmm. and very easy but again we'll see how that progresses as I go on but okay yeah yeah interesting interesting okay uh and I've not picked back up control yet that says a lot right I probably probably so I know I I noticed that you and Todd both have had this because he was talking to me about it as well, and he's just like, I don't know uh, why I don't, I'm not gravitating towards like I thought I, I would. I don't know why I did. <laughs> That's and, the I mean, weird it's part. totally something that would be right up my alley, and I liking mm-hmm. the story. But and even when I made myself when I would sit down and finally push play, I remembered like I would be enjoying it as I was doing it. I just oh, I said this a million times it was just only for a couple hours at a time and then I was ready to move on to another game it wasn't one that I could just play for all day Mm. long um but I want to finish it I don't know what my problem is it was just not your jam there's just maybe my ADD I'm like oh this is gonna require me to like pay attention pay attention and if you're having to force yourself to play it you really don't want to that's probably it I've tried to put that in my head if I if I'm forcing myself to play it then i don't want to so Mm. don't do it play something you want to play true true 
But it's like, you know, you got it. You started it. You invested a little bit. Sure, I only paid for it like when it was on super sale. But mm. like still, you know. I know, <laughs> and I know. I love you, Matthew. I want to love it. Because I do like the story. Maybe I just need to find a playthrough so I could watch the story parts and skip the whole pew pew. Uh, but that was that, that was about all I uh, touched on this week okay. in between work. How about you? I uh, went back and, and played a little Blackthorn on oh, the yeah. uh, Blizzard arcade collection because I just, I, I guess I was, I haven't played it in a long, long time and I just wanted to see if I could get into it. I did choose to go the uh, Super Nintendo route since, you know, the definitive version isn't giving me anything extra. Yeah. Sons of bitches. So that way I can rewind if I get shot. There and you go. And can't do nothing about it. So, <laughs> because honestly, I don't feel like it's adding any, uh, I don't know why my brain's not working today. It's not adding any extra value playing the definitive version. Okay. To me, it looks no different. You're not giving me gory graphics and blood. You're just you're just taking away my rewind feature and sticking me with a map. I can figure out the map on my own, which I did. Simple Damn it. Yeah. So I played it. Probably I got through the first world. I forgot when games used to. Remember you had a world and then four levels? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. what this kind of is in a way. They don't necessarily state it that way. World 1.3. Yeah. It's like you'll get to a certain area, you'll move on, and then it'll be like, give you a password. So it's like, okay, so this is my password to this section. Mm -hmm. So I got to the second world somewhere. I didn't finish it, but I'm I'm some, say middle ways. We'll just say two, 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 three, whatever. I did play it for a little while, and then I was like, all right, I'm done. And then I moved on to, I don't know if I said I was playing this last week. I may have Nino Cooney 2. I think I did. I want to say, yeah, or you had started like it or I downloaded it at least or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just started it and I played a little bit more of it. I'd say a lot more of it this week, um, trying to get into it. I'm assuming, because right now the game seems very linear for this type of RPG, but something tells me it's, it's one of those that kind of starts you down a path just to tell the story and then it's going to just explode open into this wide world because I see the map. Mm -hmm. It's huge. But they've they've kept me on a, on a very straight and narrow path for now. Okay. So I think I'm about to hit a point where it's about to, to expand. Yeah, because then I would argue with the RPG of it that mm -hmm. they're forcing you down a path. And I really enjoy... I really like the combat. I... I I guess I'm just not into that turn-based, and I have played it. I don't yeah. dislike it. I guess I'm just getting into this thing where I want to be able to just fight. Like, yeah. I can control the, the actions of everything going on in the scene in a fight, and I know what I'm doing, and I know what I need to do. And for whatever reason, I feel like the combat in this works best for me the way I play like, I'm sure you can play it some other way where you can be more spell-oriented, staying off in, a, in the distance, but I like to get in there and just fight. Yeah. You know, so this allows me to do that, and I do just fine. Nice. I haven't had a problem yet. Yeah. So. Fun. Yeah, so I'm enjoying supposed it. supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I'm excited to see where I get in the story because I just hit chapter three. I'm not sure how many chapters there are because it does kind of do that as far as the story goes. This kind of gives you chapter limits mm -hmm. which i don't know how that works in the overall grand scheme of things but 
Again, we'll I'm 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 waiting to see. It's not it's not disappointed me thus far. It's been very entertaining and I'm I'm enjoying it. So excellent. What you got for us in the news? Let's see. We got a couple of bigger bigger items that I think will generate some uh, fun discussion here. Uh, first thing I wrote down uh, looks like we're having a little bit more of a time with Marvel's Avengers uh, mm-hmm. video game here. I know we've already reported about how it's been, well, you know, kind of a flop, I guess, overall. Um, you know, they've lost more money. Uh, the, the biggest complaints I've seen is that by the time the game starts to actually get really fun, the content yeah. is done. You know, uh-huh. which also is probably what led it to cause to lose its player base pretty rapidly, I would imagine. But, you know, uh, but they're also reporting a loss of $105 million since release. How the hell? Which, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how to wrap my head around that, which means they haven't even recouped development costs, as you would imagine. So it's really at a $67 million loss overall. And uh, then uh, came the talks of what happens for the PS5 version and the upgrade, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You do get the upgrade for free if you have purchased the last-gen version for either console, from what I can find out. Um, Also confirm that your save file will transfer over. So looking at the next-gen, Square Enix did think some fixes were due, right? Mm -hmm. There's been problems. People have complained. They've been throwing out their suggestions on how to fix the game. Um, so they, they're, they're fixing, they're fixing it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, from what I heard, the announcement of the next gen version being available on March 18th also comes to the announcement that they're adjusting how fast you can level up in the game. Good. According to players, it was already fairly fast. Right. But not so much because as they reached end game, they, like they were saying, they were finally getting the cool moves to play around with. Um, and then they just didn't have any content to really go use these new moves on. So the complaint wasn't that they were leveling too fast. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Square Enix was like, but they are leveling up too fast. So they thought it was. So starting oh. on March 18th. Uh, with the new upgrade and everything, um, apparently it'll be even longer for you to level up. So the, the quick level up and rapid XP game was something it thought they thought was confusing for new players because each level required about the same amount of XP to progress through, rather requiring for more subsequent levels. So they, they thought it led to pacing issues such as skill points that were being rewarded too fast. So it was overwhelming people to not really get to fully flesh out a move before they were earning another one. And then they were earning another one. And it was just too overwhelming for us, you see. So uh, they decided to reduce this. So, I mean, to me, it just sounds like they're just trying to stretch content instead of making new content. But what do I know? Uh, But players, of course, are pretty upset. They're like, that wasn't what we were saying was wrong. You keep fixing the wrong thing fixing in you know air quotes um you keep fixing the wrong thing um they did come back out you know and and tried to explain themselves more in a reddit post uh which by the way got downvoted so much it was still sitting at zero because people were just still not happy with that response um because it almost seems like you're trying to tell us we're not smart enough to figure out what moves we want to do and we're getting too overwhelmed so they recommend they even recommended if you want to have a level 50 character by march 18th guess get get to the grind now so your character's level 50 before it happens they're telling you so you're going to basically make them wear out of your game before a new part of the game 
Yeah. I don't, well, I haven't played it. That's just stupid. So to be fair, but from what I'm reading through, that was not the issue you were having with your game, Square Enix, and this might be the final final nail in it because, you know, next gen's starting to ask for $10 more. Again, if you already have it on the four or whatever, this last gen's consoles, you get it. You get the upgrade, but... They are not happy. I was hard pressed to find one person who was like, "Oh yay, make it more grindy." That's good. Make it more grindy. Mm -hmm. So I mean, we'll see if this game's even still around in a few months. I don't know. Like the player base has been in the hundreds. That's not how a game can survive. (laughs) Look, I think I I may have mentioned this before, and I'm gonna say it again. I'm a hardcore Marvel person, and even I haven't touched it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, just looking through it. It's because, like, you're expecting them to do that with every character. Mm-hmm. Before March 18th? I don't know. No. Well, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll keep your voices loud enough that they'll, they'll stop it. For those of you who are still loving the game and want to play the game and rather not see newer players, I feel like that would be more frustrating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just it's like playing. it's taking me forever to level up i feel like you're setting yourself on a path to finish content before you've gotten all your skills i don't know good luck square enix doesn't seem like it's working out so hot for you right now that's the problem with these live service games mm-hmm. no one has figured out how to do it properly they think they've got an idea that's going to sell and that they're going to make all this money and, and the marvel have... was supposed to be that easy ticket but you know what? I guarantee you the ones... I'm sure that there are some that have, that work. Apex Legends, wasn't that one? That it was kind of like that? Oh, like oh, like the setup, like how the game was played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Something yeah. like that. I just... I feel the ones that aren't working are the ones that aren't thought through in the right direction. They think... Oh, uh, we can make money off of this. And, oh, uh, we got characters from Marvel. Uh, we'll just smash that idea together. We're going to make all the money. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what's what's going to keep them coming back? It doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter. You you got the They're Marvel superheroes. characters. You're going to come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just just make the, the fighting and the, the thing, and they'll come back. No, they won't. Mm. No. Nope. This should be your, be your lesson right here. I don't know. I just feel like they've been telling you what they want. Because now as I started diving through this story, it seemed like this was like the third thing they went to fix. And players were like, you keep fixing the wrong thing. Like, that's not what we're saying is wrong with it. Well, it's kind of something that Jim Sterling even touches on every now and again, where the companies always seem to let us know what they think we want. Right. Like, they aren't listening. They're just like, no, no, no. You don't know what you want. We know what you want. dead, man. Well, one day it's going to bite them in the ass when they're not making any money. Well, Godspeed to those still playing the game. I hope it does get better. I hope they start listening to you. And if not, I hope you find another game (laughs) that you really love and enjoy when this inevitably stops getting development. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brogwares. This was an interesting story. I don't know if you saw this. This was kind of a strange one. So it took me a minute to try to even understand what was going on here. Um, Apparently, this has been going back and forth with Frogwares, the developer of The Sinking City, 
and the publisher, Nacon, in regards to releasing the game. So back in like 2019, I think, was when this game first launched. And there was, just to give it some context here, Mm. it was launched in June of 2019. And Frogwares was reporting constant issues with the license holder, which was Nacon at the time. As the development went on, Nacon was accused of missing payments to the developer team, tried to outright steal the IP, um, which forced Frogwares to fight back and trying to not even getting it put out there at the time. So cut to February 26th. That's what they're accused of, by the way. Like we're still, you know, ciphering through the <laughs> the ashes here. Gotcha. But uh, so on February 26th, they found a new version of the Sinking City that was uploaded to Steam and launched. This is where it caught my eye because Frogwares didn't do it. So this is the, the, and apparently wasn't the first time that Nacon's tried this. Mm. So they stole the IP. Frogwares is saying they cracked and hacked the code to make it able for them to pirate and upload on Steam and cut Frogwares out of it. So of course, Frogwares starts tweeting, do not buy that version of the Sinking City that you're seeing on Steam right now. That's not ours. We did not give them permission. And they even, in a blog post, go on to detail how they thought or know, they know, that Nacon hacked and pirated the game by showing, I don't understand what the code means, but they showed it so people who are in the know, you can go look and see how it was done so that they can Mm. get a hold of this game and try to recoup some money off of it. So now, (laughs) this was Alan... Falk, I hope I'm saying that right, which is uh, the owner over at Nacon and CEO, uh, told Frogwares, now this is going back to December, that you have 48 hours to upload this game of The Seeking City through whatever site uploaded for the Steam version, through Game Planet, whatever you got to do. But when they weren't getting payments, it was denied and the ultimatum expired. So Nacon broke the contract according to them, by just deciding to do it anyway because their contract says they were supposed to get the money and accusing Mm -hmm. Frogwares now of just constantly blocking it. It's a really weird mess. And uh, so if you come back to February again, there was another unknown version of the game by Nacon. And Frogwares goes on to say this was their third attempt now to just copy the game and steal it and manipulate the game files to crack and upload it to Steam. So now Nacon's finally spoken out (laughs) of saying that, of course, it's unjust, Frogwares, uh, that they're just sabotaging their investment. So in a statement, Nacon says they want to set the record straight. These are unjustified accusations. Nacon is contractually the sole exclusive distributor of the Sinking City game on Steam. They did the financial support. They paid their royalties. To the tune of 8.9 million euros is what they're saying, including full payment for the version of the game to go on Steam, Mm -hmm. making a global investment far beyond 10 million euros. So they say they should be, they're well within their right to upload this game and recoup the cost. So this seems to be going back and forth. I don't know who's telling the truth here. Uh... Yeah, it sounds like a mess. It, it does sound like a mess. And it, I would imagine they're still going back and forth with like the French courts 
So, mm-hmm. and I, of course, I don't know how the laws are in that, that country and how these things go, but it's turned into a huge freaking mess that it looks like both sides are just like losing money on this game. And I hope it was good. Yeah, you would hope. I, I just, wow. So it took a while to follow the thread of what was going on here. So, oof, good luck. I don't even know. Like, I don't know enough about either side to know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I always want to be on the side of the dev, but I also have to remember they could be crappy people too, you know? So I don't really know. So I don't want to speak on the character of Nacon and Frogwares because this is my first real huge exposure to both of the names. Um, But there's a lot of stories if you want to go search it out and try to dig through it yourself because I have like six links right here that I saved for myself as, (laughs) as reference to go back to. But Godspeed, I'm going to keep my eye on that one because that's interesting and weird and such a mess. Sounds like it. Such a mess. But AMD cards might be getting better for us people. And this is for everyone. Don't just okay. don't just be thinking PC players. We're finally going to benefit. So we've been waiting actually to see if AMD would catch up with NVIDIA because, you know, they've been coming out with their... 3000 series and you know they've been getting pirated all over the place and everything uh but we wanted them to catch up more with things like dlss which if you don't know that's deep learning super sampling uh which is like real time um a sampling ai process which makes things look better sharper clearer uh just better without impacting as much power like it doesn't need to pull as much to make this happen so amd as we know is what the next gen consoles have been using right so mm-hmm. according to uh, Linus Sebastian over at Linus Tech Tips, I love watching his little video breakdowns on new PC stuff, but uh, gave us kind of a reasoning as to why AMD has yet to come out with this, like on its own, um, that apparently rather than rushing it through out the door and on one top end card, they want it to be cross platform in every sense of the word before it happens, meaning they actually want it to run on all their GPUs, CPUs, including the ones inside the consoles. So those of you that even have like the next gen consoles, they, they about to be getting even better. Hmm. That'll be getting patched in probably here soon where you're going to be getting all that nice, sweet little stuff. And then maybe, you know, the GPUs will start coming out and then those of us PC people can start (laughs) taking on, taking it on. So like next gen's just starting to look a little better and better. PS5 is going to get their storage tray finally put in there and then you'll get some better AMD going on inside there. Mm. It's going to look party. It's going to look party. Anywho, <laughs> what do you think of the new Switch Pro that they've been uh, batting around here with their new uh, new OLED screen? Supposed to be bigger. I mean, you know, we we did kind of assume this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for it. Um, you know, why not? Why I not? Guess. I mean, I saw some people complaining, you know, that there was like, it's only 720p and, you know, um, but the way I saw it broke down, what's like the OLED apparently is a better screen. Like it makes things look richer according to this. I, I'm so uncouth. I don't know. Like I I haven't had all these side by side and really educated to see how pretty all this stuff is, but it is a bigger, bigger screen. Um, they did let us know that, you know, at 720p with that size, that, that, I mean, Seven inch screen, you know, Um, but they are saying that when docked, it should be able to go to 4K or that is the hope. 
So yeah, yeah. that would be a step up, right? right. Um, well, they made a deal with Samsung for these OLED screens. So it looks like this is going through. So they're working together. I guess Samsung, you know, <laughs> the way uh, the one thing that I read was kind of like they had these screens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says, you know, and then Nintendo's like, oh, but by the way, so they're in a in an agreement here to make more of these. The hope is to start mass production in June, from what I read, with the hope of around one million units ready for the initial launch month, you know, um, uh, and as reporting suggests, Samsung and Nintendo working together on this, working together good. on this. Um, so, and then, yeah, they're saying once docked, it should do 4k. Um, but I couldn't tell whether it's scaling or native. I'm assuming scaling, but I just don't know yet. So they, they haven't even started working on it yet, but cool. Especially for handheld fans. I think that's probably like a big win personally, but I mean, we're talking about, uh, Nintendo here now, whatever they do, I really don't want to make this sound so bad, but they're cheap. You know, they're cheap and, and they're not, and I, I don't mean that like they, they make cheap products, but they, they are not. I think they try to keep it more economical. Right. right. Yeah. So everything that's going into this, it's not going to be a $600 switch that they're going to force down your throat. It's going to be more like, hey, what can we do to give the people what they want mm-hmm. without breaking the bank right so and that they could I, still afford and, and and have yeah so right we'll see i still got the original switch i don't play it nearly enough to like go on out and grab this one but uh i think people just patience give it time and i think it's gonna look just fine you yeah. know just because you have other things uh but let's move on to a few quickets because i definitely had a few quickets that i think um were kind of interesting this week as you could tell like the beefy news didn't seem like a lot but it was big and confusing and messy so let's just talk about some tomfoolery <laughs> all right uh in my love for trashing ea over the sims mm-hmm. uh they announced kits this week what's kit? a kit so we have expansion packs we have game packs we have stuff packs. We now have kits. For $5 a piece, you can get shorter experiences. Oh, yay. What? They came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could buy all three, and it's more expensive than a game pack. There you go. Yay, yay. You, you, you keep figuring it out. So you can get Bust the Dust, which is... It actually adds gameplay where dust happens in the house. You can vacuum. Even little dust bunnies will happen, which the dust bunnies were kind of cute. I'll give you that. But I don't know if $5 cute, but it was cute. And then there's the throwback fit kit, which just is a bunch of 90s fitwear. Okay. And then country kitchen kit, which is the country kitchen set and swatches. All for five bucks each. Oh, only only for five bucks each. Okay. And if you're in Australia, it's even more. Oh, wow. Because I was watching a reviewer who lived in Australia and uh, rightfully so complaining that it was seven ninety nine for them, Australian. <laughs> so they're paying $25 um, for all three kits. So uh, whatever. Whatever, EA. Yeah. I'm not doing it, but whatever. I just they keep getting worse. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> There's oh, no yeah. bottom to this. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, for some good stuff for indie games, Valheim has now surpassed 5 million copies sold. GG. I really got to play it. I've been seeing some stuff on Twitter from like builds and stuff that people Mm -hmm. are doing. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. 
I'm like, I, I I love to see little games like this and probably didn't even expect anything to happen. Just like flourish and go crazy out of control. And it was great. Um, mm. <laughs> this was fun. So Sony has patented a way of turning bananas and other objects into controllers. Okay. <laughs> what? Why? What? Wait a minute. I did see something about that. What? Yeah. What the hell is that? So it, it, what it is is players would use a camera that they're creating that would scan objects for the system and then you can use that object in game for specific functions so apparently this was their answer to complaints about you know add-ons and game peripherals are too expensive well now you could just use a banana sony says (laughs) but actually what they patented was the um the process of actually scanning and using these objects and everything i just thought it was hilarious that the article was like sony patented a banana for a controller i'm like what now so clickbait It worked, (laughs) but so it really seems it's just the tech that was patented, but yeah, that was pretty funny, but uh, yeah, I'd be kind of interested to see how this would work coming out because I'd be scanning so many little objects just to see what I could get away with, and you know y'all would too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we would. And we already know what objects people are going to be playing controllers with because humans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so Mm -hmm. BAFTA announced their nominees for the Game (laughs) Awards this week. Nice segue. (laughs) (laughs) And as you might imagine, The Last of Us 2 cleaned up with 13 nominations, of course, with Ashley Johnson and Laura Bailey earning their own for Best Performance, along with Jeffrey Pierce, Shannon Woodward, and Troy Baker garnering one each for supporting roles. Ghost of Tsushima picked up 10 10 noms, and Hades got eight all on their own. Miles Mm -hmm. Morales, you might be happy to see, was garnering seven. And Animal Crossing New Horizons is getting five. So we'll be interesting to see who cleans up on the BAFTA Game Awards. Right. I think we probably yeah. already know if they if it's like the last Game Awards, you know, like yeah, last of us is just cleaning up. Rightfully so. But they're cleaning up. They're cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did get another casting announcement announcement for Borderlands uh, with Ariana Greenblatt to play Tiny Tina, who is best known for as young Gamora in Avengers Infinity War. Oh, okay. That's who that so was. So she's going to be Tiny Tina now, joining nice. the rest of them in Borderlands. So perfect. Um, and then in what happened in Twitch this week, uh, yeah. they uh, <laughs> they had two, actually, two. One I don't completely fully understand, so I'm just going to throw that out there before like hate comes my way because this took a lot. This took a turn, and I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw it this week. But... Firstly, um, came a new set of ads on Twitch this week, apparently. Uh, got people wondering what the hell. They ran ads that appears to be anti-union for the Amazon company. So just about people working for Amazon, how happy they were that it's fine. They've been treated well. They don't need a union, blah, blah, blah. On Twitch. Bullshit. On Twitch. <laughs> apparently, this was in response to organizing efforts being made in Alabama, so I guess Alabama is trying to unionize and Amazon is making sure everybody understands they're so happy the way they are. Sure. We don't need all this. It's fine, which caused everyone to be like, oh, please. So they did take it off after a week. Apologize that that wasn't supposed to run on Twitch. I don't know who pushes those buttons, but people who work for Twitch. But here we are. But here we are. And the other controversy, which I I looked up some, because again, I hadn't heard of it, um, in response for Women's History Month, um, they had... Oh, shit. It was in response to wanting to be more inclusive, I guess, but in their tweet, they spelled woman with an X 
where the A would go. Now, I have, I'll be honest with you, I've never seen this spelling. Never. So this was my first experience even seeing it, which apparently, I guess, was just outside people trying to force an inclusive title that -hmm. would include all women, trans women, non-binary, like, you know, just all women. And, but the backlash I was seeing was that, like, trans women and everything were like, but now that is just excluding us. Like, why wouldn't you still just say women? So I'm not even sure where the women with the X spelling started or its origin roots. They, of course, immediately turned around and apologized because they thought they were being inclusive and didn't realize. It's kind of like Latin X. Like, we forced yeah. that on them thinking we were being woke. And most of them are like, but just that's latina like that's the word like it's fine quit throwing this on here for us so it sounds like it was like a group of people who wanted to be woke who thought they were being inclusive and in hindsight just kind of backhanded the whole movement on what was going on there so again like i said i'd never seen it before so i didn't even really understand what it was Mm -hmm. and then all in the same day i found out it was wrong so i don't you know I just wonder who they have like looking anything over sometimes. So I feel like they just push it out there and then get the pushback, which I mean, I guess you can kind of respect willing to just like try. Mm-hmm. And then that's how we all learn. But I don't know. It's been a lot this year. Yeah. It's been a lot yeah. this year. It's time to time to proofread. You know, uh, <laughs> I do. I do want to piggyback off that. Just a mm-hmm. thought in my head. Uh, two or three things that you just mentioned mm-hmm. all oh we're sorry uh it was an accident mm-hmm. do, do you start to get this feeling that there's either one or two things happening either someone is so ignorant that they don't realize what they're putting out there is going to offend someone or or stir up something right. or they are very aware and this is almost like messaging like an sos or something like that like a little secret decode that you're just throwing out there real quick knowing that it's going to piss people off but you're trying to get those certain people aware and be like hey we're this is us we're like doing that this no uh, no our uh, bad pr is still good pr what, yeah what do they say that no pr is bad like PR. it'd be some super racist uh thing the pog champ thing i know this isn't I'm going to use this as an example. Oh, yeah, that so, deviated just because of him. But, yeah, I see. Right, right, right. But, yeah. but I mean, just to, to use this as an example, hypothetically, say mm-hmm. uh, that never existed, and then everybody knew this dude was a racist prior to that or whatever, and then suddenly there's this new emote that comes out, and it's PogChamp, and it's that dude, and everybody's like, no, dude, that, dude, that dude's a racist. And they're like, oh, we're sorry. But they put it out there knowingly and willingly, mm. and it's almost like to say, we're with you with you i don't know i i know that's i'd be conspiracy more i'd be more apt inclined to believe that they it, like if they knew what they were doing would be just simply to keep their mentions up i mean if you think about it it's still it's still earned media mm-hmm. you know it's and just, a lot of the times that's how you make your money and stuff too is how many people are talking about you engaging tagging you know, all of it's earned media somehow. And some people choose to do it that way instead of, you know, the harder way, which would be to actually try to do it in an honorable way. I don't know. I guess it's I guess Amazon. So I tend to already have like a, a bias and how I think about them already. 
So they could be doing a fantastic thing, and I would have a hard time believing they were behind it. I just don't... I understand drama can stir up more eyes on something, but I feel that that is a gamble on your reputation. And if you're willing to gamble that in hopes that you're just... But you know what? At the same time... uh, how many times have we seen that? Blizzard, Activision, all these True. piece of shit companies, and, and they get ran through the mud, and then before you know it, they're right back on top. Yeah, we do. We do tend to forget things pretty quickly when it's something else we want. Mm-hmm. Like how many people yeah. complain about EA and still, well, they suckered me in with this, and we buy it again anyway. I'm not buying your kits. Yeah. Not, I'm not gonna play your game anymore because you tried to rip do me it. off. Caroline's coming along very well, and I'm very excited for it. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting their little update. So Paralives, my my simmers, Paralives. They probably already know we're like a cult. Anyway, mm-hmm. so <laughs> Elden Ring got a little leak this week. If that was something you were excited about. I don't know if I have an opinion on it, but it looks like a From Software game and the quality of the video was kind of garbo. So it was kind of hard to tell. Like it seemed like, you know, someone using a 90s camera pointed at a 90s TV and then like uploaded it or something. So, I mean, I can't really tell how much better it looks from that uh, since it was like a legit leak, like, you know, watching a movie from a camera inside there, you know. Uh, But there you go. It's out there if you want to look it up. (laughs) Look it up. Got a little bit of a leak. Um, and now it's official, or at least in the States anyway, ZeniMax deal went through. So it is officially now a part of Microsoft. And now siblings, here's a question. Do you think Mm -hmm. these games will stay cross platform or do we think Microsoft's going to start keeping some just to their own little selves? I'm curious what you think. I personally think that at first we'll we'll still see a little bit of cross platform mm-hmm. and slowly it will pull back until it's like nah no we're going to keep cuz I know Deathloop was already kind of in process right there's a couple of them yeah, yeah. so I think we're going to have to get to that first new game that wasn't being developed for any of those fulfilling contracts yeah <laughs> yeah just go ahead and do all that and then once that's done so it, it may be a while before we actually see it because of these contracts mm-hmm. but yeah absolutely they're just gonna be like no nah, it would make nah. sense fallout now only on xbox <gasps> oh, I can't hear the now. and pc why you can't play Fallout anywhere else but on the Xbox Series X? I'm a, I personally am of the ilk that make games for people to play and don't gate them behind anything. But I get why companies do it because they want to make money. If they have the better first party titles, you're most likely going to buy their console, right? Like I get it, but like I don't understand. Like I, I make games. You want people to play them? Let them play them on what they got. But that's, that's just me. I want everyone to enjoy everything. Oh, no, I agree. And I am not going to buy something new. Um, I'm just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not upset that we're losing Bethesda either. Because hit or miss, I mean, there are some games I'm getting that I'm just like, eh, yeah, you know, I had some fun with that. Fallout 4. That was the first Fallout oh, game I ever good. played. I, I had some the, fun. Uh, Skyrim and some of the Elder Scrolls that they Mm -hmm. did, you know, like I liked those. Yeah. And we just learned to accept the little bugs as features. It was endearing for a while. (laughs) 
Hey, I exploited the the hell out of a bug on Fallout 4. Yeah. (laughs) Just just to get, because I turned into a badass, let me tell you. Yeah. You know, I loved it. I was like, I fought death claws with a death claw. That's right? how much of a badass, how badass I was. Badass is that? I'm killing you with what I ripped from your friends. Right. Off of them. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. It was. I great. had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. No, and I think. I mean, I guess it's easy for me to say sit in a position where it doesn't really matter what it goes on. I guess at this point, I can play it because um, I still don't think they would do Xbox only exclusive. But who knows? Who knows? If they need to sell their console, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Because we also have always said, I felt like Xbox's biggest downfall was that they didn't really have any exclusives to just that console. Mm -hmm. And uh, outside of like Halo. But I think now that's coming to PC too or whatever. So whatever. I think it still behooves them to do both. You're making money off your console for people who don't do PC gaming. And then you're making money off of those of us who do. I think it's a win-win. Look, I'll say this. The day Mario becomes an all-platform character, oh, then dear. it's all over. It's all That's over. That's it. I checked the sky on that day. Yeah. Make sure it ain't coming down. I got I got two little quickets that I, I jotted down, just little notes that I wanted to bring up. One, and we may have talked about this, um, but I can't remember. I don't think we have. But there's a rumor floating around that uh, Maneater may be getting some DLC. Oh, Okay. I don't know to what degree. Apparently, mm-hmm. they've been tweeting some weird shit on their Twitter. Like, you know, the shark. Uh, no, it's a bird with a shark head. And <laughs> uh, the horse with a shark head. I don't know what this is implying. Uh-huh. Maybe our shark is going to grow legs. Or wings. Or some weird shit. I don't know. That would I don't be know. hilarious. <laughs> but we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But it's just, apparently, man, you're supposed to be getting DLC. So I'm a little excited about that. Second of all, Freak Apocalypse, Sign Night and Happiness game, finally releases on March 11th. Oh, good. I wonder how I missed that. I should check my email because I know yeah. I'm on their list. <laughs> March in a while. 11th, if I, if I remember March my 11. date correctly. Yes. So we okay. have a date. So I may, might not, maybe not next week, but the week after, uh, I may be doing a review doing? for that. Nice. And then maybe we can get some people back on the show. Maybe. There you go. Maybe. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right. I have a truth or trash for you. Okay. And it's probably one you heard. All right. But I, I kind of dug it. So let's let's see what your thoughts are. I think I already know, but it could be fun. So we've mm. been talking about how leaks have been coming out about PS4 games coming to PC. Mm-hmm. And with all the talks of the PC ports coming, do we now have confirmation, Steven, that... God of War and Ghost of Tsushima are the next in line for the PC port. That will be the next two. Hmm. I could almost say yes to one of them. Okay. I'm going to say, all right, look, uh, I guess I'll say truth and trash. That's fair. We can make it two different ones. Yeah, because... From a business standpoint, if I'm looking, if I'm in the position of Sony, I need to gate one. And that that one is going to be God of War. That's your console seller. Yeah. Now, Ghost of Tsushima could also be as such, but I feel that it's also one that you could kind of let go. You'd be like, look, we, we got our mileage out of this. Let's let mm-hmm. it float and let the, you know, we'll move it over here and see what else we can get out of it. But God of War... 
you got to have one you got to hang on to. I would think so. So I'm going to say that I guess God of War would be, if it it did show up on PC, then maybe I don't understand business. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But I feel like you need one. And, and, you know, I guess with with Ragnarok down the line, it's coming here pretty soon. Maybe they could afford to let that one go for, I mean, now. I mean, to say they still would make it like a year on Sony and then Mm -hmm. be working on the port while it's making money off the console. Yeah. Not to I'm, throw you off, I shouldn't be leading you. What is your thoughts? No, no, no. I, this is I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with uh, God of War, Trash, Ghost of Tsushima, Truth. True. Got it. Let me hit save here before I accidentally don't. I got. Ah, uh, good. All right, I do actually have a weird news too. I know. Okay. I'm throwing you all off today. Like, mm-hmm. what? She's hitting more stuff. What's going on? So this week. <laughs> Well, actually, it wasn't this week, last month, but it caught my eye this week, so we're running with it. Uh, But an indie dev went and got themselves banned last month from Steam. Mm -hmm. The crime? Trying to cheat the system, but not in the way you would think. As most PC gamers know by now, and anybody probably who's ever looked at Steam, they have a review system, right? When you first go to the homepage of the game, if you look to the right... There's always that description of the game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of the developing and the publishing team. And then below that would be the overall ratings from the players, which usually ranges from like overwhelmingly positive to mixed to negative. Well, the developer got a little cheeky and decided to try out naming themselves very positive. That's right. The dev team named themselves very positive to make it you know at a glance you look at it you're like very positive oh because they're all in the same font the same color and in the same area (laughs) so uh, steam was like "Eh -eh." like we're we've caught on to you this isn't their first rodeo all right Mm. with developers probably trying to pull one over on steam uh, but they have been banned for review manipulation since their name appears directly below the average player scores for the game. Note, like we said, same font, same color. If you've never been on Steam, go look at it because if you're not reading the little gray line, you probably would just see that very positive and move on with your life. But the team is appealing <laughs> because, you know, sure. that's our name. That's our name. But this is definitely in uh, their area of expertise with Steam and Valve. So I guess get ready, very positive, and see what you think. But uh, it's still their platform. It's still their business. So unfortunately, this is they can still do this. So, so, um, so let me make sure I'm understanding this correctly. They name themselves very positive. Uh-huh. Thereby tricking people into thinking their game is very positive. In the and then therefore buying it. Mm-hmm. So manipulating sales. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily reviews because people That's can true. still That's shit true. review the game, right? But you're at least manipulating a sell out of them because like, oh, okay, this is very positive. What would have been funny is if people review bombed it, so it said very positive and overwhelmingly negative, and people could have been like, what? Wait, uh, what? What? How does that <laughs> even work? <laughs> like their brain just explodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I, <laughs> I always developers. Oh, I do. Before we go to your headliner, though, I want to end on a really fun little story, a nice story. Um, The devs behind the game of Ghost of Tsushima has gotten a lot of praise, obviously, for this. Uh, But 
They're about to be made permanent ambassadors of the real island of Tsushima. Uh, the honor is getting bestowed for honoring the name and history of the island. Uh, the game director, Nate Fox, and creative director, Jason Connell, will become permanent tourism ambassadors of the city in Nagasaki. Uh, the city will make the occasion with the ceremony, held remotely, of course, because of, you know, everything. And uh, they will collab with Sony Entertainment Interactive, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment to set up a new tourism campaign based on the game, which is designed to help fans learn more about the island and its landmarks. Uh, so in a statement from the mayor of Tsushima, Mayor Hiroki Hidakatsu, Hidakatsu, I think that's right. Hidakatsu. Uh, Fox has, so he says, Fox and Connell spread the name and history of Tsushima to the whole world in such a wonderful way. Even a lot of Japanese people do not know the history of the Genko period. So when it comes to the world, the name and the location of Tsushima is literally unknown. So I cannot thank them enough for telling our story with such phenomenal graphics and profound stories. Uh, so once uh, travel restrictions are lifted, the mayor said he would like to invite them all, you know, out and the entire Sucker Punch team to Tsushima uh, that hope it would make them, you know, love Tsushima maybe even a little bit more. And uh, he wants to appoint the whole Sucker Punch SIE and game users who were involved in the work as tourist ambassadors. So I feel like they've really helped that. Remember, because there was like they had that... Um, it got destroyed because of some weather and then the mm-hmm. players of the game, you know, donated to get it rebuilt. And it's just, it's so, it's so lovely when a game yeah. comes around like that. Who would have thought such an impact? He probably had no idea what any of this even was and then thanks them in such a wonderful way. So it's, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a nice story. yeah, it's a wonderful testament to proper game design. Because they didn't present this world as some drab, lifeless world to explore. It was just filled with such beauty and, mm-hmm. and just meticulous creation that I couldn't... St- I, I, I wanted to explore every nook and cranny because they made it so wonderful. Yeah. You know? And apparently so, very on the nose with a lot of the, the, the stories they were telling from that period and everything and really appreciated it coming out in such a wonderful way. Ah, mm-hmm. now I really, now I need to go back and play it. Like, it's not a type of game that it would normally be for me, but just to experience some of it, just to see now, because it's gotten, it's done such good things. Yeah. I feel like it's done such good things. I hope uh, that they have an opportunity to make a second one and do it, um, I don't know, just... I, I know they would do right by it. I, I don't really know what I expect. I, I just I hope to see this world again in some way, even if it's not in Tsushima. Maybe, maybe we, we go explore another uh, province. Is it a province? I or prefecture? I break it down there. That's sorry. I don't know either. I'm yeah, sorry. Sure I don't know it. the cultures all that well, well <laughs> even I mean, though I love it. Different states call things different. <laughs> you got yeah. parishes, counties, you know, like I just don't know what they call it there. <clears throat> anyway, I want to see it again. In some yeah. form or fashion. And who knows? Maybe after they get to go visit and have whatever this grand tour that the mayor would like to do with them might string up some a more. I mean, if they were already this creative and amazing with it. Mm-hmm. There you go. But that's all I got. All right. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> Scroll back through. Like, yeah, I'm such a professional. Are you ready for this week's headliner? I'm always ready. What do we got? Well, you see, um, I, I was thinking, I'm having a hard time. Not that I'm having a hard time with, with writing 
these headliners. I'm just having a hard time um, getting the time to write them. I feel mm-hmm. like my time is starting to slip away from me a little bit, and maybe maybe that's why I'm kind of in this mood here lately. But that's that's not your fault, people. But it seems like uh, this is this is what our headliner is. It seems like in recent years uh, we've been seeing numerous anniversaries popping up surrounding some of our favorite video game characters because we're starting to hit those milestones we're getting old <laughs> we are yeah. uh mario just had his 35th zelda wasn't too far off i think 30 35 I mean, mario was like at his 30s then mm-hmm. <laughs> mega man i know had a 30th anniversary yeah, not that long ago yeah. those are just to name a few uh, and while some of these would make for very interesting topics to dive into, today I'm going to be talking about the history of another long-running and well-beloved franchise, mainly because Lay suggested it. <laughs> <laughs> I helped. <laughs> and that franchise is Pokemon, which is celebrating their 25th anniversary. So I'm not that old yet. Or am I? <laughs> I mean, we did talk about the other that's true. Now, I'm not sure I'm what you would call a casual fan, but I'm also not quite sure I'm defined as a hardcore fan either. I have played several entries in the series. I got caught up at one point or another in the gotta catch them all aspect, you know, where it's just like, I'm, I'm in the game, so I just might as well catch them all. Right? I'm there. <laughs> Whether or not I do anything with them, doesn't matter. I gotta catch them all. Uh, I can name quite a few Pokemon, uh, some series characters, uh, other related elements, but, you know, I, just, I, I do not think of myself as a hardcore fan, but I'm not quite casual. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm yeah. a... A little above average. Casual core. Hard casual. <laughs> casual core. Yeah. We just created our new version of gamers, right? <laughs> Trademark. But for whatever whatever it was, something about this game caught my attention. Something about it hooked me in a way that I wasn't expecting. But I didn't gravitate towards it immediately. I don't remember seeing Pokemon and being like, oh man, I gotta play that. It was some other element that introduced me to it. And I'm like, huh, okay. Alright, I'll look into this. Let me, let me check it out. Let me see. So... My question that I ask myself is, why did I become fixated on this and dedicate so much of my time to this obsession? Because I did. I made lists. Damn it. Oh, wow. Okay? <laughs> Got it. it. This was 20 years ago, but I know I did it. I was you just probably like, had to make lists. You didn't cheat. Yeah, we, we you know, because I didn't know who I had, and I was like, well, I got to have this one. I got to use my checklist, and I got to get this one. I got to get this one. And all that. So, as we're looking into this, I thought the answers may be found in the origins of the series. Now, many people who are familiar with Pokemon may just credit Nintendo for creating the iconic series, but in actuality, that honor goes to Satoshi Tajiri. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't just say it immediately. It took me a second to just focus in. (laughs) That was like the Satoshi. Yesterday, I nailed it. Today, I'm like... Yep. Satoshi Tajiri. And hopefully I'm saying that... Or maybe it's Tajiri... I don't know. I'm just going to say Tajiri, people. If it's wrong, It's just correct not a me. sound we make in our language, so I don't know how to do it. At least I'm not saying Tajiri, Jerry. Right. You know, like those people We're who We're trying. Say, those people who, who deep south 
eating Chinese food is the funniest thing. Man, <laughs> let me get some of them there egg rolls and that uh, that uh, General Tuso chicken. That's what White it's called, ain't it? Tuso. That's what it's called, ain't it? That Tuso. It's got the T and the S. I don't understand. Uh-huh. Tuso. I feel like I just went back to my family dinner like, oh, no. Mm, I got it all day around here. I got to hear all that crap. Anyway, uh, as, a ti- as a child, Tajiri-san was an avid bug collector and had dreams of becoming an entomologist. As a teenager, video games uh, began to catch his attention as they were fast becoming popular worldwide. This obsession took his focus away from his bug collecting and school and other responsibilities. <laughs> In fact, video games initially prevented him from graduating high school, uh, something he did rectify with makeup classes. And while some, uh, while to some this may come off as a very addictive behavior, during this time, Tajiri was actually using that obsession and planning his own video games. Now, the goal of entomology was now gone from his... Uh, his mind, and in its place was the study of computer science. Not only that, but Tajiri had begun writing and publishing his own fan magazine, or fanzine, that was all about video games and arcades. This fanzine was known as Game Freak. Tajiri was soon approached by Ken Sugimori, who saw the magazine and wanted to become its illustrator, and did so during its run from 1981 to 1986. In 1989, the duo evolved Game Freak into a video game development company and released their first game, Quinty, or also known as Mendel's Palace, on the Famicom and SNES, respectively. Okay. Now, in less than a year, the idea for Pokemon had come to Tajiri. The Game Boy had recently been released, and one of its features that he took note of was the ability to communicate between two systems via a link cable. The love he had for bugs kind of resurfaced in this point because he was thinking about this link cable, and he thought about bugs crawling between the cables in between both Game Boys, and that just that idea of like little spiders, or maybe something else. I just I would assume spiders on a web yeah. is what he was kind of visual, visualizing. This vision also kind of lent the idea and and kind of sparked the idea of trading. Now, none of this was actually anything but a base idea. Like, he was just like, oh, man, yeah, things going back and forth. Oh, yeah, trading, that would be kind of neat. So nothing was really concrete. It was just these these fleeting ideas of what could be great. Uh, In fact, he actually took just these ideas and pitched them to Nintendo but they didn't quite understand the the I like what it was. He was just like, okay, and what are we gonna do with that? Mm-hmm. But they also could see the potential as something being there. So they gave him the opportunity to explore these ideas. There just wasn't quite the concept of Pokemon. Just the ideas around it. Now, under the mentorship of Shigeru Miyamoto, everybody knows uh, Miyamoto-san, I would hope at this point, uh, Tajiri began developing concepts that he would incorporate uh, the, and I got tongue-tie, I got tongue-tie. It's hard. 
They are. I don't know why I'm struggling today. I slept. Tajiri began developing concepts that would incorporate the ideas he had into a full-fledged game. See, there we go. Now, building off, the, yeah, <laughs> building off of those initial concepts, another love of his, from his childhood seeped into the game, which was Ultraman. Now, if you don't know, and a lot of uh, casual people who aren't familiar with monsters and the, the kaiju and all that won't know, Ultraman was a very popular kid show in Japan in the night or the late 1960s uh, that featured giant monsters because, you know, they were the big craze and Ultraman was like the giant hero who'd fight the monsters and save the day. And it was it was very much that basic monster of the week. And it's like, who's going to save him? Ultraman. And he just shows up. But they also kind of gave him this... Um, but I guess like a, a weakness because your, your hero's got to have a weakness. Well, he's he can only be Ultraman for three minutes, or if he doesn't if he doesn't defeat the monster in three minutes, he's gonna be dead. It's weird. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, but I get it's it. Very you know. Stressful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you just see the the light flashing. It's like, oh no, he's gonna disappear soon. And then you know, right before you know it, the last dun, 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 Ultraman. Anyway, uh, what concept he actually lifted from this were the idea of giant monsters in capsules. Now, Ultraman had a, or the guy who could turn into Ultraman had something called a beta capsule. And then when he wanted to turn into Ultraman, it was just like, release it. And then he's Ultraman. And then some of the other monsters kind of had this capsule-esque thing too. So... He saw this idea, or he thought about this idea. It's like, what if you could keep the thing, the monsters in the capsule? And that, yeah, yeah, we could just capture them and release them out of capsule. So there you go. There's the Pokeball idea. There now, you having, go. having all these ideas, because with the, everything that we mentioned up to this point, you'd think this would have all come together pretty quickly, right? Well, you got a, yeah, you, it sounds like it's lining up pretty nicely. Yeah, You, you got a, gr- a bunch of great ideas. Unfortunately, <laughs> like most great concepts, it wasn't an easy road. Now, one feature that Tajiri was focused on was trading and community and how, that, uh, how to make that aspect viable within one game. The idea of trading to work in a community of friends... There must be some form of demand to trade, correct? Because yeah. if you can get what I can get, then well, yeah. what's, what's the well, point? Why do I need to come to you? Yeah. Yeah. If you and I play the same game, catch the same Pokemon, you know, it's no big deal. But if you release two versions of the same game, each featuring Pokemon exclusive to one of the other games, then those who need the other Pokemon would seek out players with the other version and trade for those Pokemon. See, this this concept was really unheard of at the time as far as games go. Mm-hmm. But it would be the norm throughout the series. It took six years to bring this collection of ideas and form it into something tangible. Numerous employees quit the company. The company itself nearly went bankrupt. Oh, damn. Some developers were working without pay. 
Tajiri himself forfeited his salary just to keep things afloat. And it took an investment from Creatures Incorporated, which is best known for the Earthbound series in Japan, to help Game Freak complete this game. And at this point, you're probably thinking, well, the rest is history. You know, they, <laughs> right? they got it. They got it going. It now. Yeah. But it wasn't that simple. Uh, that six-year production time caused the game to release at a time when no one was paying attention to the Game Boy. Game Boy had pretty much uh, ran its course, and a lot of people were writing it off as a dead console. And in fact, even Nintendo was kind of working on its uh, successor at the time. So when Pokemon Red and Blue, or Pokemon Green instead of Blue, as it was released in Japan, came out, it sold a respectable number of copies. But it wasn't exactly setting the world on fire. Tajiri began to believe that it was all the hard that all of his hard work and sacrifice were going to just be for naught. But wouldn't you know it, a little glitch occurred. You oh, see, yeah. uh, this little glitch may have very well saved the franchise from total obscurity. Because right after the game's release, one of the game's programmers and monster designers, Shigeki Morimoto had created an extra monster. The game was only meant to have 150, but there was just enough space to insert a little bonus. So Morimoto added his creation as an Easter egg, only meant for his colleagues. Nobody was supposed to know about this little Pokemon. Just the people in the office. But a glitch caused this little hidden Pokemon known as Mew to be exposed to the public. And when this secret was leaked, this led to speculation and rumors amongst the gaming community, which caused a frenzy, which led to more people and more gamers coming on board because they wanted to see if they could find this secret Pokemon. And it just became rabid. I love this! And before you knew it, the game became a bona fide hit, all thanks to Mew. Wow! I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Dude, do you think that that dev just got, like, the biggest hug? He should have gotten a bonus. Right? We should we should know him on mm-hmm. every game now. <laughs> yeah. Once Nintendo saw their money train rolling in, it was only a matter of time before they began to capitalize on it. Before long, there were books, cartoons, movies, card games, toys, clothes, you name it. Pokemon was everywhere. All of this was compounded by the extreme marketability of one of the most popular Pokemon characters in existence, Pikachu, mm-hmm. who was designed by Atsuko Nishida and Ken Sugimori, and obviously became the fra- face, I was about to say the face of the, fr- fr- <laughs> the face <laughs> of the franchise. But I mean franchise, I guess. Mm, the franchise. <laughs> in fact... A special color version of the original game, Pokemon Red and Blue, which became Pokemon Yellow, was created to start players with a one-of-a-kind talking Pikachu that was popularized in the animated series. So you get to hear him go, Pika, Pika. And it's quite cute. Oh, yeah. And it sold well. Three years after the game's original release, the second-generation game, Silver and Gold, released featuring 100 or more, I haven't confirmed that, so don't at me, Pokemon. <laughs> or add them with the answer. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it was I think it was at least a hundred more uh, Pokemon and a new world to explore. This trend has continued in recent years, going from every handheld platform from the Game Boy to the 3DS. The series has branched off with numerous spin-offs that worked in varying degrees. You had games like Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium, two of my absolute favorites, that focused on specific elements. In fact, I'll even say this, Pokemon Stadium was probably what got me into the game series. Because what they did is they create Pokemon Stadium come out on the N64 and if you remember the N64 controller had a had a thing on the back that you could stick in for game packs but <laughs> they also had this new special thing they designed for this game and it was to insert your Pokemon game into this game pack into your controller which then you could take the Pokemon you raised and play them in Pokemon Stadium and fight with. Okay, I see. Yeah, fun. Yeah, Genius. to me, it was At just time, like... especially, too. Yeah, <laughs> because you raised these Pokemon, you you built them to be fighters, the best they're ever, and suddenly they are now your gods on, like, you're fighting your characters. You created, you raised, they are on screen going from little... 8-bit nothings on a Game Boy to a glorious-looking 64-bit screen. Your names, your everything. Forever if you lose. No, no, no. It's oh, just okay. they, they really pass out. I got concerned for a minute because I was like, man, I put all that effort into raising them. I'd be so heartbroken. <laughs> oh, what I'll tell you what what happened, and you know, people get people got pissed at me. They didn't want to play the game with me anymore. Aww. But I had raised a Mewtwo. To be godlike. Okay? He could use psychic. He could use thunder. He could use ice beam. He could use heal. He was a god. So anything, very few Pokemon could stand up to my Mewtwo. Like, he was that powerful. Yeah, I could see that pissing off a lot of people. And people are like, (laughs) you can't use him, man. And I'm like, but he's mine. It's like, you're just going to win, dude. According to the rules of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fair when you're using it. It's like, yeah, but... yours more. I don't know. <laughs> so I can get your own, man. You know, learn how to, to fight and counter my Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's beside yeah. the point. But yeah, those those had very specific elements uh, to the game. And then just kind of explored a different approach to it. While other games like Mystery Dungeon and Detective Pikachu, they took familiar characters and put them in brand new situations. And like any popular franchise, controversy is to follow. Here's a, a Cliff's Notes rundown of certain well-known, or maybe not well-known, just some, some things that happen. Yeah. Um, fundamental Christians attack the series for promoting evolution. Okay, a, I can see that. Because you evolve your Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. A lawsuit was filed against Nintendo because two nine-year-old boys developed a gambling problem due to the trading card game. Numerous episodes of the series had to be pulled for causing epileptic seizures. Okay, well. Saudi Arabia banned the series for promoting Zionism. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Um, PETA... Says that the series oh, promotes animal cruelty. Now it's PETA. Jinx, which is a Pokemon from the first generation, is a racist stereotype. 
or was at one point. Huh? Is it? Uh, Yeah. I mean, because we are starting to find, you know. Well, (laughs) not starting um, to, but. If you look at it, and I know they've recently redesigned it so it doesn't look, but it still kind of does. It was. It was kind of supposed to be like this woman-looking, like a female-looking Pokemon with long hair and big eyes and got big lips, but it's got a big black face. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and if you look, go. yeah, you look at it and you're like, it looks like some of those characters from like the time, from cartoons in like the twenties, thirties, forties. And and I won't. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I could be wrong. I could be absolutely wrong, but I don't think there was that intent when it was designed. I think it was just happened to be like if you start looking at it, be like, ah, we might need to change that, which yeah, they did. They, like maybe they actually, somebody should have proofread just one more time or something. Yeah. Look it over. Mm. But I know that they changed her face to purple now, so okay. I guess it doesn't look as. It's not, yeah, not I, I as was going to say with the, those features. That that does kind of seem yeah, but so on and so on and so on. All these things have happened along with so many others that I I, I couldn't take all day to, to read through the controversies. Maybe we'll do that on an episode later on. <laughs> the the controversies of games that are so interesting. Oh, I think they're hilarious a lot of the times. So. <laughs> yeah, but despite all this, the series has endured due to a loving and rabid fan. New games are releasing this year, taking the series to new heights not yet seen before, while old favorites are getting new remakes to expand on beloved ideas. Like, I can't wait for new Pokemon Snap. I just, I don't know why. I enjoy taking the pictures, but it's so fun. So even if people are stupid enough to walk into traffic just to catch a shiny Bulbasaur, the series will endure. With nearly 900 Pokemon to catch and train, many will continue to be the very best, like no one ever was. To catch them is their real test. To train them is their cause. You teach them, and they'll teach you. Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Pokemon. It's like, I hope you're so gonna play like music over that. Dun, dun. <laughs> but there you go. Pokemon. Our brave heart message. That was <laughs> fun. Thank you for that. I enjoyed that one thoroughly. I hope you, you listeners at home or wherever you're listening, uh, enjoyed it too. I really mm-hmm. liked it. And see, I didn't know if I would enjoy I it having not really played a lot of the games. That yeah. was an interesting story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's our show, I guess. So mm-hmm. happy 25th anniversary, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all the stuff that's coming out this year in celebration for it. Should be a good year for you fans. Should be a good year for you fans. And Hope if you so. like virtual concerts, keep checking back on those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our show. Uh, of course, you could still hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash, Or you could send us an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget, you can find us on Instagram to view all the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. You can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell anyone who'll listen. You can find us on Pencil and Paper Podcast Network or search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. 
Garbo on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil Paper Productions. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Lacia Finley. And I'm Stephen White. You could join us again next time, Super Mega Crash Siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.